this is Supriti from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 17th of May. India recorded over 2,80,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total count of infections to over 2 crores 49 lakhs. The case count has fallen below the 3 lakh mark for the first time in 25 days. The death toll rose by 4,106, taking the total tally to 2,74,390. The official figures, however, have been reported to be heavy undercounts. Globally, the coronavirus has now infected 16.27 crore people and killed over 33.74 lakh. According to a report by Hindustan Times, Delhi has seen the largest drop in the rate of new infections in the past week. The seven-day average of daily cases dropped 45% in the last week, from 18,374 to 10,043. In other words, cases in Delhi dropped more than three times the national average. On May 12th, the publication had reported that at least six regions in the country, namely Delhi, Maharashtra, Chhattisgarh, Madhya Pradesh, Telangana and Uttar Pradesh, had started reporting a steady drop in infections in the past few weeks, with another three, which are Bihar, Gujarat and Jharkhand, exhibiting early signs of a plateau. This trend, however, is not uniform across the country. It found that states that held elections over the last two months are among the regions that are outliers. Tamil Nadu, for instance, is the state with the fastest rising outbreaks among India's most populous regions. The seven-day average of new infections went up to 26% in the past month. The publication reported that the seven-day average of new cases, which denotes the country's COVID-19 case curve, has now fallen for the seventh straight day for the first time since early February, underlining what appeared to be a clear reversal of trend and not just a few days of dropping cases. And this trend has taken place without daily tests going down. The seven-day average of samples tested has gone up 3.6% from last Sunday, with at least 516 districts returning a positivity rate of more than 10%, and increased mortality being reported in rural India. The centre yesterday directed states to set up a three-tier health infrastructure to manage the epidemic in the hinterland, including makeshift 30-bed COVID care centres in villages, each equipped with at least two oxygen cylinders. The health ministry said that schools, community halls and panchayat buildings should be turned into CCCs to manage mild cases of the disease. Yesterday, a primary teachers' union in Uttar Pradesh claimed that 1,621 teachers assigned to polling duty during the recent panchayat elections have died of the coronavirus. The Uttar Pradesh Prathmik Shikshak Sangh has demanded that the compensation of rupees 1 crore be given to the kin of the staff and teachers who died. Union Health Minister Harshvardhan and Defence Minister Rajnath Singh released COVID drug 2DG, which was developed by the Defence Research and Development Organisation. According to ANI, Harshvardhan said that the COVID-19 drug 2DG might be India's first indigenous research-based outcome to fight the infection, and it would reduce recovery time and oxygen dependency. However, according to experts who spoke to the Hindu, the lack of published data on its performance in human trials, opaqueness on whether the Phase three trials objectively evaluated the benefit from 
or lack of it of the drug and the drug's history of being an unapproved anti-cancer drug and therefore potentially able to harm healthy cells are some of the concerns contributing to the uncertainty. Senior virologist Shahid Jamil has resigned as the chief of the Indian SARS-CoV-2 Genomics Consortium, a scientific advisory group that coordinates the country's genome sequencing work. Jamil has been critical of the government's handling of the coronavirus. While Jamil has confirmed his resignation, the virologist has not given a reason for it. Several hundred farmers clashed with the police in Hisar, where Haryana Chief Minister Manohar Lal Khattar inaugurated a 500-bed hospital for COVID-19 patients around noon on Sunday. Over 20 police personnel had to be taken to hospital for treatment, and as many as 70 farmers received injuries. As the chief minister landed at around 10 a.m. yesterday in Hisar, farmers who have been sitting for months in protest against the three farm laws at a toll plaza in Mayar started marching towards the open ground venue at O.P. Jindal Modern School. According to the Indian Express, they shouted anti-government slogans and were angry with Khattar and some other ministers for holding farmers responsible for spreading COVID-19 infection in villages. The farmers broke a few barricades and started pelting stones, after which the police fired tear gas shells and opened cane charge to disperse them. The police also detained some 85 farmers. A Hisar police spokesperson said that 20 personnel, including five policewomen and a DSP, were injured. Condemning the attack on farmers, Bharatiya Kisan Union President Gurnam Singh Chaduni called upon farmers to block all national highways and get out the office of the Inspector General of Police. He said, and I quote, When COVID regulations are imposed, how can a huge crowd be allowed to assemble at the venue today? Videos in social media show a crowd of over 500 persons. Why couldn't the inauguration be done online? End quote. It's 167 days since thousands of farmers arrived and settled along the borders of New Delhi. For more than five months, the farmers, largely from Punjab and Haryana, have been protesting against the three farm bills passed by the central government in September. Though COVID regulations and lockdowns have been imposed in Delhi, Haryana and Punjab, the farmers still travel back and forth between their homes and the protest sites. Our reporter Nidhi Suresh went to the Tikri border to speak to the farmers, who told her that if they leave now, the farm laws will never be repealed. You can find her detailed report on our website, and it is titled, If We Get COVID, It's Modi's Fault, Why Farmers at Delhi's Borders Aren't Leaving. You may have noticed that legacy media has largely forgotten about the farmers' protest. That is because they feel compelled to chase news that they believe will bring in the most eyeballs. It's how their business model, which relies on advertising money from governments and corporations, functions. It's a broken model, and that's why News Laundry has moved far away from it. Our reporters are able to focus their energies on important issues such as these, because we don't answer to anyone other than our subscribers. Now, if you aren't a subscriber and want to be a part of this movement to keep news free and independent, Take a minute and go to newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of your screen and pay to keep news free. The Central Bureau of Investigation today arrested West Bengal ministers Firhad Hakim and Subrata Mukherjee and TMC MLA Madan Mitra in the Narda bribery case. According to PTI, former TMC leader Sovan Chatterjee 
has also been arrested in the case. He had quit TMC in 2019 to join the BJP, but left the Safin Party too in March. He did not contest the elections this year. CBI officials said they will file the charge sheet later today against the five accused. The bribery case involves videos published by Narda News in which several TMC leaders were allegedly seen accepting cash in return for favours. The videos, shot by the website's chief executive, Matthew Samuel, were released ahead of the state assembly election in 2016. Following the arrests, TMC supporters staged a protest outside the CBI office. The Delhi police on Sunday said that Ahmadmi Party leader Arvind Gautam was behind the posters criticizing Prime Minister Narendra Modi on the shortage of coronavirus vaccines in the country. Scroll quoted the police as saying that after questioning the people arrested, they found that AAP member and president of Ward 47, Arvind Gautam, was behind it in Mangolpuri and that he was absconding. The police said that the accused had disclosed during interrogation that Gotham had sent instructions on WhatsApp to Rahul, an owner of a graphic designing shop, to print the posters. They were told that the ARP leader paid 9,000 rupees for printing and affixing the posters. The police have arrested 25 people for allegedly putting up the posters. The posters questioned the Prime Minister for exporting COVID vaccines without first inoculating Indian citizens. They read, and I quote, Modiji, why did you send our children's vaccines abroad? End quote. The Delhi police yesterday arrested businessman Navneet Kaldra, who is accused of hoarding and black marketing oxygen concentrators. Kaldra, who is the owner of multiple famous eateries in Delhi, has been on the run since the police first raided his properties. He was arrested from his brother-in-law's farmhouse in Gurugram. As many as 524 concentrators were seized on May 7th, from registered offices and restaurants owned by Kalra in Delhi's Khan Market, Lodi Colony and Chhatarpur areas. An FIR was registered and four people were arrested during the raids. The accused were booked under Indian Penal Code sections of Cheating, Essential Commodities Act and Epidemic Diseases Act. The police have alleged that Kalra worked and his friend Gagan Dugan, the owner of Matrix Cellular Services, sold the equipment. Police claimed that the accused imported the equipment at a cost of rupees 16,000 to rupees 22,000 each and sold it for 70,000 rupees. Israeli aircrafts carried out dozens more airstrikes on Gaza, some targeting Hamas tunnels as the latest upsurge in violence enters its second week. Hamas militants continued to fire rockets into southern Israel. Israel said that the concentration of rocket fire in the past week has been the highest ever. On Sunday, Palestinian officials said that Gaza had endured its deadliest day since fighting began. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres has urged all parties to end the utterly appalling violence. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that the military operation against Hamas will continue with full force and that it will take time to restore calm. Reuters reported that Israel's military said that Gaza militants had fired about 60 rockets towards Israeli cities overnight, down from 120 and 200 the two previous nights. Gaza health officials put the death toll since the hostilities flared at 198, including 58 children and 34 women. Israeli authorities say that 10 people have been killed in Israel, including two children.
Hamas began its rocket assault last Monday after weeks of tensions over a court case to evict several Palestinian families in East Jerusalem. And in retaliation for Israeli police clashes with Palestinians near the city's Al-Aqsa Mosque, Islam's third holiest site, during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. Concern around the world had already deepened after an Israeli airstrike in Gaza that destroyed several homes on Sunday and which Palestinian health officials said killed 42 people, including 10 children. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these trying times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.